0: Of this thing don't no title again I did me a little money is it rolling Bob Chick 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 Ding dong Welcome to uh and Jeans what would this be? I think I don't know nine twenty seven nine twenty six somewhere in there doesn't matter uh, <coughs> sorry, still, uh, still the tail end of my cold, and this is a little, uh, an unusual start. I'm sitting in Thompson Park, nothing unusual about that, except that I was just going to sit in my car, and then I saw the sun is actually shining today. This is, we're supposed to be in the midst of a huge snowstorm, and it never came. We had a little snow, a little rain. Uh, It turned to slush, which Daniel shoveled off today, and uh, it was just, I've been sitting watching an awful lot of TV, that I gotta get out, I gotta get out. This is probably the first time out in quite a while. Uh, So here we are at Thompson Park, which is nearby, and it's between any grocery stores. The plan was just to go shopping, get some food, make me feel I've done something today, rather than got updated on Harry and Meghan. You know, I want to move beyond that. Uh, So saw the sun. Thought, well, I got a folding chair, my camping chair in the back of the car. Let's just sit. So, you know, I'm about thirty feet from the car, from the Toyota, but facing directly into the sunshine, pouring down on my face. And you know how I love that. Nothing makes me happier than to feel the warmth of the sun. And it's especially nice in the winter. Uh, just shining down and uh, glaring off the snow. So uh, here I sit, here we are, and uh, this is the start of a podcast. I was in, wasn't in was really in a pleasant mood, and the voice said, Don't start talking now. It's, th- this is going to come out near Christmas, and you don't want to depress people. But I don't feel depressed anymore. I feel quite happy that uh, this is the chair that I've had repaired twice at some expense. Um, but now it's being put to good use again, as it is. This is the chair I use at Mossport, and uh, the chair I use camping, the chair with the folding table and the side pockets. You know, little things like that are important to me. I'm that simple a guy. I, I think that's what it's boiling down to. I've been doing a lot of reflecting on who am I anyway. Like uh, you know, I, I know a lot of things, and you've heard in the past few podcasts. I know who I'm not and what I'm not capable of. But I do get pleasure out of simple things. And having a chair in the back of the car for a day like this just seemed a a fairly smart thing to do. Because I'm sitting just where I want to be sitting. Uh, And that's all good. And my mood just shifted completely when I came here. Uh, You know, and decided, hey, I've got a new plan. Not not one that I had, uh, you know... Howdy! How are you doing? I'm good. To yeah, it's a nice day. Yeah. That's the um, that's a, that's the same guy who I've mentioned every time I come here. Doesn't matter what time of day, is walking full speed around the park, talking out loud. Like I just do not know where he just gets the energy to do that. Uh, but it's all the time. I, I, I've mentioned him more than once. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, the plan was to, to come out. My, my son, uh, Daniel, has been taking a lot longer to get over his cold than it took me to get over mine. He's hit him a little harder. But he is in the garage now. Uh, followers to the story know the story of the, the, the garage door. I mean, when we first moved in, it was on springs. The spring broke. I had it sort of jerry-rigged. That was actually dangerous. It could actually fly up and hit you. Uh, it, it was nasty. And so finally, I got new door put on, electric motor. And then there was a bill. I had a guy come. They're going to charge you 150 for a new motor. And the motor wasn't the problem. And I was fighting with the phone bill or the bill for that. So we've just been struggling trying to get it work on the remote, the door key. It's not working. I think I buggered it up by trying to change the password. Uh, Daniel said, no, no, no. He got on the phone. He's going to take care of this problem. So they sent this thing, and I mentioned that maybe in my last, uh, maybe it was Twitter. Maybe it was in this podcast. I don't know, like a, kind of a motherboard type thing. That sends instructions to the motor and uh the keypad and everything else they send a replacement with no instructions, so I look at it and I think, what the hell is this for? I, you know, that's not what I expected. I was I thought we'd just get a new keypad, no no, it's this operational thing that you need, so he is in the garage now with a stepladder, and I do not have much faith and to my discredit that Anything around me can be easily fixed. I, I, I go by the, you get lucky, you try it and you just keep trying and subtly it fixes itself. But to actually take out one of these chip boards or whatever they're called with so many connections to it and put in the replacement board and expect this is going to solve the problem. like To me, that's just beyond possible. And I, I sort of conveyed that message, and I, I finally thought, it's just better if I just leave him alone and get away. So I made the excuse to go shopping, and uh, left him there standing on a stepladder with a couple of simple tools and finding a way to get the one board off and the other one on, and to his credit, like he's not giving up, but but I'm the naysayer. I'm the one that I don't know because I'm projecting from myself. I couldn't fix it, and it's very wrong of me to project that onto my younger son, and uh, sort of suggest that um, it's it's not going to work. Period. So I, I you know I, I feel a little bit badly about that. So it was better to get out, and I should be making a point of thanking him for getting this thing uh, in the first place and having it sent and taking the trouble to try and repair our garage door, a job that I just refused to take on. And it's basically, I mean, you can lift it manually but then what was the point of having paying that money to have a motor and a remote and a key fob which is so handy when you drive into the driveway push a button the door opens wow so when it was working it was a wonderful thing when things break down I'm in the I'm my nature is just well that's just the way things go by god that's a terrible terrible treat on my part so i'll keep you updated that's part of what we do on the dixon jeans podcast i am recording by the way without headphones so i don't know i probably shouted a little bit when that gentleman walked by he's going to walk by again i know he does laps pretty damn fast i'm looking at the um it's they've made it into a historic site this is the thompson family farm here one of the first i guess settler farmers uh, in uh, Scarborough, which would have been some distance from Toronto. And uh, so there's a beautiful old house, uh, you know, I guess 1800 style. And it's set up as a museum, and people bring kids here to show them the way they did things in the old days, and a little bit of a farm around it. It's, it's a nice spot. It's a nice spot. Um, so, what's on me? I mentioned I'm watching Harry and Megan and, um, you know, I mean, I had to watch it, but not overly excited, not something I'd recommend. But I do recommend another Netflix series called The Witness. And I know lately I've been recommending a lot. And and it's just I'm just amazed at how many things are out there that I've never heard of. You sort of go, and oh, give us a try. And I, I've tried a couple and, did, you know, some without success. And I, I, just, I can't get into it. But this is kind of very eerie. It's very creepy. And it's just about a house that people move into from the city, move into the this beautiful house in the countryside. And um, it just goes from there. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I think it's about a six-part series. I'm, I think I'm just going to start five now. But my God, is it ever good. So there it is. That's my message to you. If you're looking for something on Netflix, watch The Witness. Or if you've already heard, email me, dixonjanes at gmail.com. Say, hey, dude, I watched that too, and I really loved it, or whatever. All right, it's almost 3 o'clock. I'm going to go, and I've decided on, instead of going to a big grocery store, which I'm just not up to, I'll just buy some hamburger buns because we always have frozen burgers. Uh, last night, my wife bought some steaks the other day at um, Metro, and we've everybody's complaining steak prices are so high. But she got these for about under eight dollars a piece, about seven fifty a piece for a nice sirloin steak and and fairly thick. And my God, I. It, it was, this was the day of the snowstorm, so the snow's coming down. I get up there, I get the barbecue just right. I've already roasted the potatoes, a whole pan full. Uh, she's working on a couple of very interesting salads. Um, and the propane dies. You know, I'm just going to put all the steaks in the propane. Just suddenly the flame's out, no more propane. Well, we got another tank. Well, I can get the other tank. I can wrestle them into the place. But you basically almost have to get down your hands and knees on a wet deck with the snow coming down and trying to screw on the, uh, tap. And I just wasn't capable. I had to, again, get my son involved and so he can get it. And even he had a really hard time doing it just to thread the, uh, the propane. You gotta make that right. It's gotta be on straight. You don't want any leaks anywhere. So uh, second tank, backup tank. So there was somewhere where I was confident I had an extra propane tank on hand. So I should really take the empty in so it doesn't happen again. Um, and uh, yeah, there we go. That's it. The steaks were absolutely fabulous. An excellent meal we all enjoyed. A little bit of wine. She had some cake, uh, Christmas cake uh, from a party where she works. And uh, we had that. So it was, uh, sometimes there are, there are happy times, and uh, sometimes there are not. And uh, life is like that, isn't it? Scabber Dude signing out from um, Bluffers, uh, sorry, Thompson Park. Uh, episode 927, in case there's any doubt. Oh yeah, here's the only note I made. Taste each bite. Each sip. And I think that maybe that relates to the steak last night. Like, when you when you do take the time to cook food or get good food, I know so many of my friends, and even listeners to this show, I'm sure, just gobble the food down, and you're, you're sort of blank. You're eating it, mmm, good, mm, that's good. But you're not tasting it really fully. And the suggestion is slow down. Cut a nice size piece, especially when it's a steak, a juicy steak. And I, had, I had them cooked perfectly. Now, got them spiced nicely. I had them cooked just right. I, I always bring them in a little early. She checks. nope, nope, a little bit more. I go back, put them on one more time, and uh, and then they they it turns out. You just do not want to overcook a good steak. Um, but yeah, take the time to taste. If you're watching a TV show, like a a good one, get engaged in it and do not, you know, have your cell phone at your hand responding to beeps in the middle of a scene or something. You know, really try and focus on one thing, you know, when you're scrubbing the pots, scrub the pots, you know, you know that. All right, there it is. Here's my bit of advice for you today, 3 o'clock on, uh, what is it, Friday? My God. Um, December 16th. Bye for now. Okay, I needed that music in the background to uh, shift my gear and uh, put me just into that happy place again. Of course, that is Prairie Oyster, coming to you from yours truly here at Thompson Park again today. Two in a row. I've just come from uh, doing a little bit of Christmas shopping. I'm, I'm aware that this might come out like close to Christmas time, and if you're listening around then, and I'm... Sounding foul and grumpy, that's not very pleasant. So I'm going to try and be nice. I'm going to try and calm down and uh, keep it, you know, kind of relaxed. If if that's possible, given my personality. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm feeling fine right now, but I did have um, a realization uh, and I've probably mentioned this more than once because, uh, some things I have to keep learning, you know, again, again, again. And this is that, uh, I am very emotionally immature. Emotionally immature. I'm like a child and my moods can just swing, you know. Well, it doesn't take much to... To bring me down, it doesn't take much to bring me up. I guess that's it. And and maybe in some ways that's a good thing, because I always manage to get myself right back up into a happy place, which is uh, where I am today. The reason for that, um, we're we're sort of almost canceling Christmas shopping this year. We're really cutting back. Financially, we have to, and... uh, you know, you get to a certain age, and you don't need things, nor do even your children. So we did send a little package off to my son in, in Vancouver, and that's good. And today I went out on the hunt for um, books for my son. He's not a big reader. This is the son staying with us at home, who, when I left, he was on the stepladder in the garage, once again working with that kind of motherboard thing that uh, tells the garage door when to open and close. I don't know what progress he's made or if even that was necessarily the problem. But uh, he's working at it. And for that, I'm, uh, I'm grateful. Good for him for taking that on. Um, anyway, I found two books. Uh, I knew the section to go to. Like, I avoid Heather's picks. This is chapters I'm talking about. Uh, formerly Indigo, you know, the ones who bought out Kohl's and everything else, just basically destroyed the business. You go in now and it's really a gift shop with a lot of books, which I I don't like. But there is a section of heavily discounted books, and they're either about war or pictures. And I found two that were actually quite wonderful. Um, One was A Thousand Places to See Before You Die. I posted a picture on Twitter. And it's it's huge. It's a Bible. Um, but little stories. And it's divided up geographically, which is wonderful, you know. And so you can go to the section you want. Oh, well, and what's there to see in Africa that, you know, I have to. And then uh, broken down by country very often or region. And a lot of places that catch your interest. So it's the kind of book that you can just flip through. You don't read it cover to cover. You, you sort of randomly say, oh... I wonder what there is in Indonesia. So it's just a great book. It was um, on sale for $15. It would have been a lot more expensive than that when it first came out. Um, And I just got it into my car and noticed the the corner was a little ripped. You know, the corner from the, the cover and the binding on the back. And so I immediately took it back in, got a young man who... Looked for another. There wasn't another. He gave me a discount. I was expecting, you know, 50% or something. No, it was already $15 on sale. It was a 10% discount. So I insisted he tape it up. So he did put some tape rather neatly. And uh, anyway, there we go. It's just that things are never quite simple and straightforward. But, oh, my God, did I ever time it right. The line-up in chapters for books on this Saturday before Christmas. Oh, my God, last-minute shoppers. And the other one was just a beautiful book on um, wildlife. Uh, And it's just mainly pictures and a little bio where they're found and something about them. And it's another nice book. We watch, one of the pleasures we have in our family is watching nature shows or travel shows or food shows from around the world. And we do these on YouTube. Uh, Daniel got started on them. And it's it's just a, a kind of a wonderful thing. That is after Coronation Street and after Jeopardy. Uh, and we still have some time to film. We're not ready for a whole movie. So there you go. That brings you up to date. So anyway, I feel good that, yeah, this is something. You know, he'll have at least a present. And, of course, Nelko will get him clothing because she's so good at that. And, no, I have not got anything for Nelko. And I guess maybe Christmas Eve, maybe I will, um, get some flowers. Um, uh, but it's, it's absolutely, absolutely no point in getting a gift or a gift certificate or anything else. I, the, the instructions are get, find something you like and get it for yourself and she will. Uh, but there won't be any wrapped presents under the tree because we don't have a tree either. <laughs> so anyway, all right, there's your Christmas stuff. Um, I did have a thought the other day, and I'd like to share it with you when i when I reached kind of a low point, uh, you know one of these swings and I was it's been pointed out to me more than once that I'm not gosh, what is the word? Not very kind, maybe uh, not a very giving person. I, there are ways I could be, you know, an all, all one kind, compassionate, caring, loving, generous being. And, uh, I'm not that person. And so I, I, I struggled with that a little bit, you know, well, what, what do I need to do to prove I'm one of the nice guys because I want to be one of the nice guys. I want to be on the on the plus side of the equation as, as mankind moves forward, you know. And I know I I don't do harm and I have done nice things in my life and my line of work and other things. So I mean there there are pluses in there. But you know, it appears there is more that I could do um and so I started thinking about, well, my friends, well, how are my friends better in this respect? People I know, how are they more compassionate, kinder, more loving, more giving, you know? And I came to the conclusion, nobody, no offense to anybody out there listening, that you, I guess all directed outwardly, you the listener, you're not necessarily any better at that than I am from what I know. Now that sounds unkind, but I'm, it's because I'm being unkind to myself too. I think we, we are all, by nature, selfish, self-serving. I am not sure which is correct. Not selfish in the sense of stingy. But we have to look after ourselves to be of any use to anybody. So, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there. I mean, I, what I'm trying to, it's not that I'm trying to bring other people down to my level. It's that I had just set people up on, you know, a level above me, and now I'm looking at and thinking, well, wait a minute now, hang on. Is that really so correct? So, if, I, if I'm wrong on that, call me up and say, hey, Ken, asshole, I'm the nicest person in the world. Who the fuck are you? You know, oops, sorry, we're keeping this nice for Christmas. Okay, let's ring a bell. There, a little Christmas bell for you. Feel better? <laughs> good. good, good. Um, the other thing that, that sort of followed that was, what if this podcast that I'm doing, this holding the mic in my hand right now, my Olympus LS10 sitting here in Thompson Park, Parked in the handicap zone. Empty park today. Um, What if all these podcasts, all the recordings I do, all all the time I take to record a clip as I am doing right this moment? What if this is avoidance? What if the reason I've been doing Dixon Jane's for 15 years is it's a way of avoiding something else? As long as I'm doing this and, hey, I got a podcast, yeah, Dixon James, yeah, ought to listen sometime. And, of course, it never works out quite that way. Uh, people don't come back and, you know, understandably, it's just an old man rambling. Yep, no problem there. not hiding anything, not selling you a false bill of goods. This is what it is. But what if, from my perspective, I'm doing this to avoid facing other realities like this is this whole thing is is kind of a smoke screen that i put up so that i can i can feel i'm doing something productive every week yeah that's for sure yeah hey i put out another podcast. what do you want come on but if it's also putting up a curtain somehow that I'm being less honest because I, I'm trying to make it appear that I'm being open and honest and spontaneous and caring and everything else as I record, but in fact that's not true at all. So <clears throat> I don't have an answer to that, by the way. I've just uh, it just uh, <laughs> it just kind of occurred to me, and uh, you know maybe I've gone through that before. The other thing, of course, is what if I really am you know the brain is in gradual decline and given my starting point wasn't that sharp to start with what if i'm really not aware of how repetitious this is becoming how much i'm seeing the same thing each time but in a slightly different way and i'm just you know there ain't nothing new happening here boys and girls and That's probably true. I mean, what else? What do I have to say anyway? That's why I made notes and I've just gone through them all. Oh, no, I do have something new. All right, two things. Every time I watch the news, glad they caught the guy who randomly at Kennedy Station, my subway station, and randomly punched a man several times in the head for no reason and then yanked the headphones off another woman and slapped her and threatened her. They caught him. They posted his picture, and uh, he's now under arrest. Good. Uh, There's been a lot. There's just the sad part about it is there are mental health problems throughout Toronto. And, of course, they're going to be in public on the Toronto Transit Commission, the TTC, on the subways and streetcars and trains. I've seen it before. I've seen it firsthand, and it's going to happen. So the odds of some just random person being attacked pushed onto the track, slashed with a knife, who knows, set on fire in one case. Poor woman died a week later of her burns. Oh, my God. Ken, 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 ring that bell. <phone rings> Merry Christmas! Yeah, good try. Um, they caught him, but but that's the sadness of it. This is, this is not normal human behavior. These are sick people. It's not... This isn't about one religion fighting another religion. These are broken individuals, and and it's sad. Now, the next news item that, of course, upsets me even more, because I can understand the mental health issues and wish there was more we could do about it, wish we had more hospitals, clients, psychiatrists, care for these people. But the other issue is when somebody goes missing and the police have their concern for their safety and it's often a woman who was last seen at this intersection and has not been seen since. And it, it's, it's terrifying and it's so tragically sad. And for the family members, the mother, the father, the sister, the cousin of a person, a woman in particular, but sometimes it's boys, sometimes it's, it's just a kid, to suddenly they've gone missing. And you don't, very often you don't hear about them again. You never get the news, oh, guess what, we found her. They only find them when they're dead on the street or when it's a senior who's wandered off, somebody with Alzheimer's. And you get those, and I don't feel as bad as those. We're back to this compassion thing. I have just genuine care, compassion, and sadness, and it it touches my heart when I see a picture of somebody last seen at wearing this and no further word. It's just it's just awful. When it's a senior with Alzheimer's who's somehow gone out in their slippers and possibly froze to death or gets found in somebody's backyard, it doesn't hit me quite the same way because those things are going to happen. People with senility, people old and confused. Okay, can we park that? I mean, there's no conclusion. I'm just sharing things that impact me one way or another. Um, for those who are Sam Harris listeners, there's a very, very interesting podcast on the nature of consciousness. Uh, I was going to record a clip and thought, no, there's no point unless you hear the entire clip. And that wouldn't be right because uh, that's taking somebody else's material and using it. Um, And I, I don't mind if it's a short clip, but in this case, you have to really follow the line of thought. Uh, And it's really about trying to prove what is consciousness, you know, and and anyway, it's tune it in. It's good if you're a subscriber, if you're a listener. Um, And then the next one was about psychology, which I took at Sir George Williams. Maybe it's, uh, no, there's really no connection other than when I did my BA in psychology, a very weak BA. It was psychology and, and English, which wasn't an official you know, uh, joint major, it was a psychology major and I did the minimum that I could claim that, uh, shamefully now that I think of it, but I was just as interested in English literature. And I think you can learn, you know, study of literature, you certainly is the study of psychology. Come on. Uh, not, we're not talking rat psychology here, a la little hummingbirds. We're, we're talking, you know, the broader sense uh, without the Skinnerisms, All right. right. Um, the, the Carl Rogers trend, right? The therapeutic stuff. Um, we had to do a psychology experiment, and I said, well, all right. Ryan asked, can you take pictures? Oh, yeah, you can take pictures. You know, I never did. Uh, and I decided to watch the smoking habits of people, to observe them in the cafeteria at Sir George Williams University up on the seventh floor, Um, and to see if I could find differences between people who smoked alone and people who smoked with a friend or in a group in terms of how often they puffed on the cigarette. And of course, (laughs) looking back, whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of variables in there, buddy. Um, But, you know, we had to do something, write a paper, and, and I did. But the reason I'm telling the story is not because it was a good experiment. It certainly wasn't. Uh, it was fun. I, friends knew I was doing it. I'd sit there and watch it. Those were the days when you could smoke in the cafeteria with your food, right? Um, so we're talking about 1969, maybe. Uh, I had a 68, 69. Anyway, before before 72. Um, but what I did do as a side project, which I didn't write about, was you're sitting with somebody at a table and they've got, there's things on the table in front of you, a you know, fork spoon if you're eating, uh, maybe a glass, maybe uh, an ashtray, uh, their pencil case, whatever. But as you're talking, you've got them engaged in conversation, you reach over and you just move it slightly. You just adjust it. And they may notice, they may not notice, but they probably notice because your hand is kind of in their line of eyesight, you're talking to them. And you've, you've not made a big deal of it. You just move this thing a little. And you keep doing it. Uh, not to the point where it's obvious, you know, you're, I'm going to move this stuff. But you, you adjust things. And I guess I was looking for the point, at what point does it get annoying enough that they're going to say, stop? What the fuck are you doing? Hey, leave my stuff alone. So that was my experiment. I don't know the conclusions. I do know we got a lot of laughs out of it because i let other people in on it. And uh, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to bug this person. Oh, damn. So maybe I've answered my question. What kind of a shithead person deliberately sets out to bug somebody? I guess that's me, well, there you go. We got the answer. I knew if I talk long enough I'd reveal my true nature i am a I am an asshole <laughs> I can live with it. I've lived this long with it seventy four years folks so uh there we go. scarborough dude signing out with a little um prairie oyster ah. Uh, Music makes me feel good, but uh, we gotta go. I gotta get back home. See you at supper. Bye for now.
1: Alright, don't worry, don't worry. Hang on.
0: Okay, I'm not gonna inflict any more uh, uh, prairie oyster on you, my listeners. I never got the feedback I felt I deserved when I did uh, Cowboy Ken, or when Cowboy Ken did two full one-hour episodes on his favorite country music and a little bit of the bios of the, uh, the Cowboys behind those songs. It, um, yeah, well, it pleased me. I had fun doing it. I'm going to have to track them down somewhere. I'm sure they're on a hard disk. Anyway, moving on, It is. it is today... And today is Monday, Um, December 19th. My wife had the day off and then realized that she was leaving somebody with uh, extra work for a party today and decided she'd go in. That's the kind of woman she is. (sighs) And here I am. Uh, I have one chore on the list today. Well, renew meds. Okay, that was one. That's an easy one. You do that online, a couple of check marks, phone the doctor, and they say, hey, oh, just go back to Shoppers. They'll do it for you. And that was that. And uh, the other thing was to buy my um, holiday season booze. So I have just spent a hundred, almost 120 bucks, maybe 115, on, let's see, two big bottles of Toro Bravo, a four pack of Kilkenny. Uh six separate cans of beer. now I've got to tell you something. The local breweries, you know these small breweries all over Ontario that have just taken off everywhere, they're up to about four50 a can now, and there's no way I'm gonna spend 450 a can. And I understand they're paying Canadian wages and benefits and treating their employees well, and the costs just go up and the costs of everything have gone up. But $4.50 for a can of beer. And sometimes you're just drinking it, you're hardly tasting it, you know. So uh, I avoided those. Um, But I got some other. I got some decent beers in there. I got a mix. Uh, And what else say? Oh, yeah, a bottle of Italian white. A bottle of Italian red. To go with my two big Spanish, you know, uh, 1.5 liter bottles of Toro Bravo. And... Two bottles of uh, sparkling wine. We always, we usually have one Christmas Eve and one New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So uh, that's what we got going. Or that's what I got in the back of the car. I've also got a um, a vacuum cleaner in the back of the car. One I bought on sale Canadian Tire, but it looked like the one I, my wife wanted, standalone, stand up, you know, portable, battery. And it's caused nothing but grief. And that's the one that. The battery died, and you couldn't get them. And I finally found a used vacuum repair place, and I think he charged me. I can't remember. I, I talked about it in the podcast. Maybe $75, maybe more for a new battery. might have even been 150 Yeah, for a replacement battery. And it's just not working properly. And so my wife just, we're tossing it out. You can't throw out. This vacuum cleaner, it's all plastic and metal and parts and batteries, containers and charges and brushes. And you can't just throw that in the garbage. So I said, I'd take it back to the guy who sold me the replacement battery and and just give it to him. Here, you recycle this if he'll take it. You know, I, I would like 20 bucks for it. I wouldn't get it. but I'd, I'd walk, if, I, if, if I walked out with $5, if it's good, that's better than it going in the landfill. But I don't think I'd even get that. I, you know, ugh. The waste, the waste, the waste. And I think back of all the computers I bought and the big printers and scanners and, you know, with the SCSI cables and stuff. It's all gone long ago. Most of those are recycled, but... Anyway, God, I wasn't even going to talk about any of that. Today, there's a whole lot here on my list. Let's start off with the January 6th hearing finished today they wrapped it up and holy fuck we've got trump on a lot of charges and they're going to pass it over i guess to the department of justice he will not get any jail time we know that this is the stupid fucking moron and all his stupider fucking moroners who follow him and and you know oh anyway uh clearly this guy did things, and all the people who were given subpoenas and refused to speak under them—god damn it! Anyway, I, I don't—it won't go on. But it's just to—to to see this point in history. Hey, this fucker, this fucking president of the United States, and you assholes put in there. Not you assholes listening to the Dixon James podcast. The assholes who don't listen to the Dixon James podcast. Okay, let's be clear here. Oh my god. Uh, Let's move closer to home. We'll just park that, but it would be so nice to see some of these fuckers get jail time. I know bit by bit, people getting a few months here and there, a couple of years, but, you know, the people who did the insurrection. But anyway, 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 we'll park that because it's beyond our control. Closer to home, the TTC, there have been an increasing number of random attacks. TTC, Toronto Transit Commission, maybe I already mentioned this, of, you know, knifings and fighting and punching and beating and stealing and 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 it's it's sad it doesn't make me angry it makes me sad because these are sick people and they're saying the numbers have increased now that you know maybe people aren't masked or, or they're not things have for some people times are harder and the ttc you get in the subway and you can ride that back and forth all day and sleep on it. And you'll see people stretched out, you know, like the New York subway or something. Well, we've seen that here right in downtown Toronto. Um, because where else can they go? But a lot of these people are sick and they've pissed themselves or, you know, worse. And, and just, oh my God, move to the next car. But meanwhile, some are, you know, physically abusing passengers. And so, the, you know, the idea is get more cops on and get more security and yeah you kind of need that but man oh man how do you fix all the broken people in a city the size of toronto we don't have that here's a little story i'm I'm jumping around i'm just going to throw a whole bunch of stuff at you because um, in an earlier podcast i talked about my view of the world being correct so i'm just telling you some of the things like instead of me being angry and say arrest these people well yeah i arrest them when they're you know carrying weapons and hurting people but also look at the source of the poverty the mental health the you know things that that need need more than just uh locking them up treatment um free returns a thing of the past it's news item now no no you're going to have to pay to return that and like, I, I haven't got, I'm not an online shopper. I, a few things, yeah, I bought books and a couple of things here and there, but not but like pants and clothes. And the number of people who've grown up, people younger than me, a young generation, dare I say millennials, who've grown up thinking, yeah, I'd order it online if I don't like it, I don't like the color, I didn't like the fit, just put it in the box, send it back, they'll pay for it. And this, this sort of doubles the shipping, the trucking, the, the pollution. It's a ridiculous way to shop. And now they're finally saying, okay, hey, there's going to be a restocking fee. There's going to be, you've got to have that original bill. You've got to have meet all these conditions and you're going to pay for it too. Well, good. It's about fucking time. You can't shop irresponsibly. And you know, a lot of people just try it out. Maybe they'd wear it once and say, no, I don't like it. Send it back, you know. And then some things don't even get restocked. They just get trashed. Like at Amazon. This is not the way, this is not the way to run a sustainable earth where we can live here. And you just keep adding to the problem like that. It's just disgusting. So I'm glad, I'd say double the fucking return fees. now in the old days, before any of this, we used to uh, shop, my mother would shop by the Simpsons catalog or the Eaton's catalog. Simpsons was cheaper. For, you know, Kenny needs a new winter coat, and then you go online, and there they are, because my mother didn't drive, and there was no easy way to get downtown Montreal from uh, Lachine, and of course there are no big department stores in Lachine. You can go to Sam Tabax on Notre Dame, but no, they're not going to have what you're looking for, so no, Eaton's truck or Simpson's truck would deliver it to your home way back then, uh, which brought to mind, oh yeah, we used to have home delivery for the milkman. You'd leave your empties out and the milkman would know what to put on the next morning. You might even leave money in the bottle or whatever. Um, there was certainly a baker who'd come around. Uh, the Palm Bakery. But and the same mailman you had all the time. And around Christmas time, this time of year, you would tip those people. You would tip the milkman. You, you'd put up 5 or $10, and you'd give him, thank him for the service all day. That was just a thing, at least on our home. Living in a suburban, you know, the guy came up to the front door. You'd know who the milkman was, Mr. Lorenzetti. And, uh there was a community. <laughs> these are just things of the past, but it's Christmas and you think about things of the past. Okay, so we can, are we done with that? Yeah. All right. Now, I've mentioned a few times some of the shows that I'm finding on Netflix or Amazon and they go, holy fuck, these are good. They're well-written. They're well-acted. I found yet another. Uh, I don't think I've, uh, no, I haven't talked about this yet. It's uh, a BBC Netflix production. And it's called You Don't Know Me. And it's a story of a young black man. Well, not so young, but uh, up on charges of murder. And it begins with his trial. And he dismisses, fires his lawyer and tells the story. Now, I'm not giving any spoilers here. I'm just setting up. You'll know this from the very first scene. Fires his lawyer and tells the story from his version, which the facts don't tell at all. The facts point to one story. And he said, no, no, the truth is, what I'm about to tell you. And it is an incredibly well-told, well-acted story. And it takes you to (coughs) a different place. This, of course, is in London, and this is mainly within the black community. His mother is clearly Nigerian, as was he, and they're speaking Nigerian or Yoruba um, during the movie. They're Christians. And it's fascinating. It's written by uh, Imran Mahmood, Uh, Born in 1969, a British novelist and a barrister. So uh, a bright young man told an amazing story from his experience inside the justice system of how what the prosecution might put forward as facts might be a completely different version from what really happened. This man would know. So it is, I highly recommend. I'm only on episode two I think there's just four episodes to tell a story. By God, is it ever well done. And the thing is, um, here's a quote from it. You're only a good person because your life has let you live that way. This is the girlfriend telling their brother. The girlfriend, well, I won't say any more about that, but she's, you know, there's a couple in this thing. You're only a good person because your life has let you live that way. And boy, does that ever resonate. And what it did to me, I, I'm sorry, I, I get excited and I shout a little bit. I'm sorry, I'll calm it down, calm it down, calm it down. <sighs> Take a breath. You're not in any rush. You've got lots of time. Okay. What it's done to me is made me think of all the people I've been angry about on the news. Every time I hear of another shooting in Scarborough or a knifing or, a, you know, a gang issue here or these car thefts, I'm just picturing the people, black or Asian, you know, and just gangs, and i am just got this, they lock them all up, lock them all up, those fuckers, those fuckers, you know, and you've heard me rant about where the fuck are the fathers, goddamn fathers not around, that's why these kids, you know, are joining gangs, they got no money, they got, you know, half-brothers all over the place, and they're just, they're in gangs for security, and I had no compassion, no Empathy, no sympathy, just anger at these fuckers running around with guns shooting each other and innocent bystanders get shot. But after watching two episodes of this movie, bam! Holy fuck! Bing, 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 bing! A shift in thinking. There's a story behind every one of those kids. The kid who didn't have clean clothes to get to school. And that reminded me. Oh, yeah. What about the movie Scarborough that not one fucking listener of the Dixon Chains podcast, I'm sure, ever saw or ever will see. This has been drawn. Where would you ever find this movie? Uh, The story and the film Scarborough. And it's about poverty in Scarborough. And the people living in these high-rise and the, some of the things that kids go through with the broken families and the not enough food or clean clothes and the stress and the trouble at school and the all the things that go into making somebody's life difficult. And it circles right back to that line. Um, you are only a good person because your life has let you live that way, you know. If you're not, if you if you've got food on the table, and you've got a stable environment, and you've got the equipment you need to study for school, and you've got friends, and your father's not beating you or beating his mother, your mother, and you're just relatively stable, you 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 got a chance. And if those things are missing. You know, you're, you're going to, you're, you need to survive. And this really, this film, uh, again, it's called You Don't Know Me, really, really gets into the underbelly of what it'd be like to be, you know, harassed by people, you know, forced prostitution, all, all these things. But it, it gives you, you don't feel sorry for the criminals involved. There's a lot of nasty people there who wouldn't think twice about killing or forcing women into prostitution. I have those people, man, man, I want them locked up. I want them hurt. Well, I don't know what I mean by hurt, but just I want them to pay for the the the, the pain they're causing others by incarceration or whatever. But just the story, the, the fact that it's there's, each of these people is not just a headline or a statistic. There's a whole life story And this film does just a brilliant job of pointing out where a person could go wrong, where things could run astray, where a person could end up in a bad situation. Uh, I I guess I'll leave it at that. I, I just, you know, if nothing else resonates on this podcast or the last dozen I've put out here, I wish that one would, but then... If I listen back to any podcast, I'd say, oh, here's a good point. I made a good point there, didn't I? But I never listen back, so I don't know what I've said or told you. But right now, what's important to me, uh, and it's when I rave about certain shows, Six Feet Under and Deadwood and uh, Breaking Bad, you know, I, I just, I, I just have so much satisfaction and hope thanks to, creative people, people who in the business of writing or directing or acting or all the other spin-offs that go with the field of creativity. And this truly is mankind's hope. And I you know I've said it before, you can spin that right off into science as well. These are people using their minds, using their imaginations, trying to solve problems, to understand things and doctors and cancer researchers and everybody who is doing something creative with their life <sighs> thank you thank you to all of those all right um, here is something i'm going to okay you're ready for here okay, we're ringing the bell to say change of new topic the world cup just finished and I watched that last game. Wow. And I watched the highlights of all the games. Wow. Uh, but that last game, holy shit. This is like when you're watching the Olympics and it really gets down to the finals and something is really close and you don't know who's going to take it. And it's just an amazing. And you're seeing athletes perform at their absolute best. And there's no blood, you know. There's just people aren't killing each other. People are actually really doing everything to win, but not at the expense of somebody else. So, soccer. I've never been a huge soccer fan, but boy, this sure opened my eyes to the game and what's involved and how hard it is and what a challenging sport. And oh my God, what what shape you have to be in to run that much in a field that large. And then when you see the kicking, the 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 control, like Missy, for example, uh, and M- Mbappe, I think was his name. Oh my God, these guys are good. And this is like you know, I mean, I followed hockey and you know golf, and you see all these sports, but somehow, wow, when you see these bicycle kicks and and the passing and, and some of the the moves these guys have. It is incredible. So a good friend posted. Now, I'll read out the post here. I was going to reply to it. No, no, no. I'm going to save that and actually talk about it. And this person I know sometimes listens to the Dixon James podcast. I hope he hears this one. Uh, the quote is, this was a tweet. I guess... This is when we gush about how great the World Cup was and forget how uh, FIFA World Cup supported a totalitarian, homophobic, murderous regime. We can forget about all those dead bodies. Woo. For a moment there, I thought we were going to give a shit. Now, that's, that's a good quote. That's a good post. That's a pulse that's worthy of comment. And you remember before the game, some people say, I'm absolutely not going to have anything to do with that. I'm not going to watch. Well, I'm glad I watched and I got my money's worth, which didn't cost me anything, but I sure enjoyed those. And I'm glad they happened. I'm glad the world got together. These, these challenges between countries, France and uh Uh, Argentina, and Morocco, and uh, who did Morocco beat or lose to? um, Croatia, and all these other games of countries cheering for their athletes. And it was the World Cup. And these were people out on a soccer field playing by very clear-cut rules. Nobody pulls out a gun. Nobody's got a bazooka up in the, in the stands and go shoot down and blow out the other team's goalie. These things, this was done in peace, in cooperation, in agreement. Humans from the world over coming together. So for the fact that the sport exists, and I say the same about the Olympics when they happen, winter or summer, I am so much in support of that, and I'm so glad for this event. Now, that wasn't the point of this tweet. The tweet was, let's not forget that here is a country that paid to host these things, probably corrupt, backed up, paid. People were taking money right and left. Uh, It's like a mafia running this organization for all the money that's involved. Uh, The country that held it. Worked people at at slave wages because they just desperately needed the jobs. Not having any in their own country while they sat, you know, in their air-conditioned Mercedes. Um, The inequality, the fact that this, you know, strict Islamic regime follows those rules and uh, homosexuality. You know, lock them up or kill them. Um, all those things are bad. We all know that. but you you can you can have both you can you can have the anger and the frustration and want a better world. but at the same time, you have to celebrate the fact of well, what are we doing right? And the fact that these countries there were no riots by the fans, well oh my god, there was so much security, how could there be? Unlike in Australia where they beat up an opposing goalie. Um we we're making progress. We're making progress. And when I think, yeah, okay, they should lighten up on on you know Gay people, my God, you, you can't, It not a crime. I don't, fuck your Quran. Oops, sorry, I'm not allowed to say that out loud, but you know, and the, the rule book, let's say that. Let's restate that. Fuck your fucking rule book. But you look at America, and it's just within our living history. Oh, well, yeah, you can have a black performer, but they're sure not going to eat in the same restaurant you are, and they're sure not going to stay in the same hotel And you're sure not going to kiss anybody on screen. That didn't happen till you know, 60 years ago. That couldn't happen. Oh, my God. Interracial marriage? No, illegal. Are you crazy? Interracial marriage? No. The world is falling apart. Separate fountains, separate lunch counters, separate, you know, all of this stuff only recently changed in America. And great, we've made progress. You can have gay marriage. You can have a marriage between same sex and so on. There are changes, progress is being made, but it takes time and it's slow. And if it's only just catching up to America now, you can sure understand a lot of other countries have much more traditional histories and and backgrounds without people, you know, in the streets clamoring for change, for fear of being shot and imprisoned and tortured. The the change is going to take a little longer. And... That's. I guess i will just end it there. It's not about forgiving Qatar. It's saying, "Hey, you got to change too. You got to get with it." And I'm, of course, I'm disgusted by people sucking up for the countries with oil. They, all right, we'll turn a blind eye because uh, we need what you got. Oh my God! Twenty-five minutes. This is a bit long. All right, I think I'm going to end it there. I think that's all I had. It looks like I only had 26 minutes left anyway. I thought I was going to fit in the song, but we don't have a song. So, boys and girls, this is a Scarborough Dude. I'm wishing you a happy holiday. I know it's hard. It's a stressful time. But I, I do sincerely hope you find some joy with your loved ones, your family. That you you have some time to enjoy some good food and a nice drink and some laughter and enjoy your favorite film or TV show Oh, ho 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 that's so hard to say Merry Christmas Happy Holidays Happy Holiday Season and most of all and I don't know when you're going to hear this best wishes for 2023 may 2023 bring you good things and a better life Happier times and more love and kindness in your life. Scarborough Dude signing out from Thompson Bluffers, Bluffers Park. Bye for now.